Welcome to Two Dudes Watch Cartoons, the podcast where two dudes, that's us, watch cartoons. My name is Evan. And my name is Alex. And today we are covering an exciting one. We're covering the Disney original movie, Lilo and Stitch. This is a classic. I was a child when this came out. You know what? Let's just answer everyone's first question right out of the gate. Evan, can you do a Stitch impersonation? That's putting me on the spot. Out of the gate. I'll go first. Ohana means family. <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> so, uh, Ohana means family. <laughs> and family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. Yeah, see, it's not good. I, I don't know. I sound like a child, I think. And it's like a dumb yeah. child, honestly. I guess we're, well, let's just jump right into this. This movie for me as a kid was... Not really like anything else that Disney put out. What year did this movie come out? I, I, I'm coming in very little prep work here. The release date is June 21st, 2002. That's a long time ago. To me, yeah. Disney, when I think of Disney 2D animation, I think of like a princess, a prince, or a hero, or an evil stepmother, or like a fantasy world Whereas mm-hmm. this is, for all intents and purposes, like a sci-fi movie. Yeah. It was made on a budget of $80 million and garnered a box office total of $273.1 million. Wow. Now that I think about it, it does feel like maybe the end of an era in Disney animation. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like once you hit like Tarzan and, and this, did they do any other 2D animated features? Yeah, maybe the last of their 2D animation, which, you know, we talked recently about this. I there's something I like more about it. And I think you, you just, it's a different feel. It's something hard to put into words. Cause I tried to take a note on it, how the 2d animation versus computer animation. And it looks pretty similar. It's, it's, it's not different. It's not like I was like, wow, this is really dated with the animation, but it, the animation is beautiful. It's really cool. We're on the beautiful Island of Hawaii, which is a fun location. I love that. We're just like in Hawaii. I don't know why. That's really cool. It's really like down to earth for me. While to a lot of Americans, Hawaii may still feel like a fantasy, like far away, like La La Land vacation type thing. But for this movie, we there's people on the island that live there, live their lives, and they like address tourism too, which I think is so funny. That's a whole different part of the movie is uh, tourism on Hawaii. I think it's on the island of Kauai. Yeah, it's on the island of Kauai, but yeah, it's in Hawaii. Um, now, I'm skipping a couple things here, but so I love that it's on an island because that's like Stitch's one weakness is he can't swim. <laughs> so he's literally stuck on an island. But that's let, uh, just to get into a little bit of the plot of the movie. We start off in space and there's like a galactic council who has this mad scientist on trial for genetic mutations, creating life. He's creating monsters weapons of mass destruction that are alive and the trial does not go his way he gets like sentenced to jail and stitches sentenced to death but so one thing that stuck out to me that was really weird in this scene is like they were like testing stitches intelligence or something but that whole room was full of like so many different diverse and different aliens where was (laughs) the difference between stitch and all these other aliens this kind of reminded me of the Galactic Senate in like Star Wars. And I feel like that's what it reminded me of this been made after the, the Lucasfilm acquisition. There for sure would have been a cameo of one sort or the other. A little Yoda. There would have been a Yoda in there. Baby Yoda and Stitch. That'd be cute. That would be a cool combo. <laughs> I'm into that. I like that. But uh-huh. so the scientist's name is is Dr. Jumba, right? Is that something um, like that? Yeah. Yeah. And so he's a mad scientist, but when you create another living being, does that not make you a god? Like, I, he didn't like for him having like such big aspirations. He's like a really goofy, not too caring type of dude. He doesn't seem like he is hell bent on taking over the world, even though I think that was the purpose of creating Stitch. He's not really an antagonist, although he does antagonize Stitch for. The early portion of the movie, but I really enjoy that pairing of Dr. Jumbo with 
Pleakley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pleakley. Um, on a second viewing is one of my favorite characters. The whole like preservationist for mosquitoes angle that he takes. And- so funny. So <laughs> funny. My girlfriend, Nikki, she said Pleakley and Jumba, they are like a Timon and Pumbaa. Yes, that's a great way to put it. And so I think this is so funny, but going back to, you know, like 2002, 2000, whatever, I would hear this guy's voice, Pleakley, mm-hmm. Professor, uh, Dr. Pleakley, and, and be like, how do I know this man? Where is this voice? How do I know this voice? And, you know, I'm just a kid. It's not like uh, nowadays I just go on my phone and look up the voice actor. And it wasn't until a very odd movie. Did you ever watch Sky High? I've never seen that. Although I've heard that. That has like a cult following and it's like, it's really good. This is not a sky high podcast, but (laughs) it's a really good movie. It's got uh, high schoolers who are becoming superheroes. I want to say he's the principal. And so I saw him like in live action and I was like, that's Pleakley. It's Pleakley's voice. I recognize (laughs) it right away. And that's like my earliest recognition of like catching voice actors in different things. And so Uh that one has always stuck with me through the years is watching Sky High in theaters with my mom and being like, that's Pleakley. I know that voice. That's Pleakley. Hold on. Hold on. So now I'm looking at the the voice actor. So... Oh, wait, wait, you're going to get into the one that I'm most excited about. I already maybe, know. Are maybe, you? But Dr. Jumba is voiced by David Ogden Steers, who I, you know, I'm not familiar with his work, but he was voiced Kamaji in Spirited Away. Yeah, I didn't catch that, actually. Now I'm seeing that, too. You didn't bring up the one I was going to bring up. Since we are on voice actors, I will bring up the one that's probably the most exciting. Ving Rames is Cobra Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Ving yeah. Rhames? Are you kidding Ving me? Rhames, this yeah. dude is in Pulp Fiction. He is Marcelo Marcelo Wallace, and mm-hmm. he's also the voice in Arby's. We have the meats. I heard Bubbles' voice, and I was like, "It's one of two people. It's either Ving Rhames or the video game professor in Community." I'm blanking on. <laughs> Because doesn't he the also video. do Arby's commercials, or is it just Ving Rhames at this point? I think it's just Ving Rhames. I think it's just Ving Rhames. I can hear what you're saying, though. I don't, yeah, yeah. They both have a very, very deep register, but I was like, I'm pretty sure this is Ving Rhames, and wouldn't you know it is. He does a great job. He's in the Mission Impossible movies, if if you can't yes. uh, put a face to a name. But Jumba, Dr. Jumba's not the only Spirited Away connection. Oh, Lilo, the main character, is voiced by Davy Chase, who voices Chihiro in Spirit what how so did i not on, know that she was on a, a role in the early 2000s i looked at her imdb earlier she was also the monster or the villain in the ring samara wow she's the ring girl so <laughs> this is classic really good voice cast better than i even thought it was mm-hmm. now one thing i remember from this time and i really wasn't able to find too much about it online is i remember the marketing of this movie being very different. Now, what I recall from the marketing of this movie, either trailers or commercials, was they would be showing a classic Disney movie, like Beauty and the Beast, singing and dancing or whatever it is, and then Stitch would come in and destroy the whole scene. And they did it with a lot of different things. And I think that really catches such a good feel for this movie, is yes, this is a Disney movie, but this this is not... Your your it's not like Beauty and the Beast. It's not like Aladdin. It's not like uh, Lion King. They're big hits at the time. This is a little mm-hmm. off the beaten path for them. Yeah, not to circle back too much on the voice actors, but David Ogden Steers, uh, Kamaji slash Doctor Jumba was also apparently on Mash as Major Charles oh. Emerson Winchester, which I think is a, that. probably what most people would know him for. That was a very popular yeah, show. Yeah, it's a huge TV show. Captain Gantu. He's, I would say, the primary antagonist, but I don't know the voice actor's name, but I could place it immediately. He does the twins in Invincible, the mad scientist. Oh, twins. I didn't catch that. That's good. Yeah. The ones that keep cloning Kevin each other? Michael, yeah, Kevin Michael Richardson. Classic, yeah. classic. Great voice cast. Plot of this movie, Stitch has been sentenced to death moments into the movie for being an abomination, I think is what the word they use. How would you describe Stitch, especially in the beginning of the movie? He is a super powered, almost indestructible 
creation of Dr. Jumba. He's programmed to destroy things. So yep. that's where that's all what the, his programming the is. comes from when he comes to little Olers. Yeah, so he escapes from his death sentence in like a really classic way. They have these guns pointed at him and they're like, these things are locked onto your DNA. And so what does he do? He hawks a loogie that distracts these guns and they start shooting at the ship. And he takes off in a spaceship and he crash lands on. I think it's so funny. It is a great moment is the leader of the Galactic Council or whatever is like, oh, okay, he's going to they're like, that's Earth. It's mostly water. And they're like, okay, if, oh, we should probably call him by his, his birth name, Experiment 626. But they were like, if Experiment 626 falls in water, he's going to sink, drown, die. So no worries. And so they see him slowly crashing down. They're like, oh, yeah, Pacific Ocean, nothing around. And then as they zoom in, it's like, oh, wait, oh, he's going to land right on that tiny (laughs) bit of land. land. Yeah, (laughs) it's pretty classic. And then the Galactic uh, Council or whatever they're called, they send off Jumba and Pleakley. This is where you mentioned Pleakley is like the expert on Earth, as they originally start calling it. And so he knows everything about Earth, and he's like, nope, 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 can't destroy the planet. It is a wildlife preserve. Mosquitoes are instinct, are going extinct. They're endangered. <laughs> How funny is like the mosquito subplot throughout all of this? The most annoying creature on the planet, and they think that's the dominant life force on there. Like, the humans are just the mosquitoes' uh, food source. It could have been just like a throwaway line in the very beginning, but they do, they bring it around at the end, which I I really enjoy. And I do really like, so his whole escape is the first couple minutes of the movie title card. And then it transitions into this very soothing Hawaiian music. It feels like a, almost a different movie you're about to enter into. Yeah, we literally join Lilo in the ocean feeding Pudge the fish, um, a peanut butter Mm -hmm. sandwich. One minute we're in space, the next we're under the ocean. And then we do kind of emerge into Hawaii, which I said, you know, there are a ton of people that live there. It is a normal place. But for a lot of people, it's like a vacation dream fairy tale world. It's beautiful. The weather's great. Your island living. There's like a whole, Mm -hmm. I don't even, I don't know how to put it. There's There's a whole culture and idea to Hawaii that is just so appealing. And mm-hmm. I think this movie does such a good job of capturing it. Like, it, it, this movie makes me want to move to Hawaii yesterday. The Hawaiian music, the Hawaiian feel to it, it's it's really good. And I think they could have done this movie, or like, they could have set this movie anywhere. And I think it's cool yeah. they chose Hawaii. I don't know why. I haven't put my finger on exactly why I love that this movie's in Hawaii. But to me, it, it's a really nice touch. It gives it a maybe a, a different pace. Like there is probably some version of a pitch of this movie of like he crash lands and he wreaks havoc on New York City or whatever. But I feel like landing in Hawaii, it, it gives it a very specific, slower pace. Yeah, um, I get that. Of life. So you can get a little bit of a slice of life feel. The whole intro song, which is, a, you know, a couple minutes long. They do a lot of characterization in it. So you already get Mm -hmm. a feel for who Lilo is. And we learn a lot about her without any dialogue exchanged. And that brings us into her her dance class, which is where we enter. And she commits assault right off the bat. (laughs) (laughs) She comes in. So this is a very, I love this opening for Lilo because... She is not 100% in the right here. Yes, these girls are being mean to her. Yes, they're picking on her. Yes, they are bullying her, whatever. But like her her hair trigger reaction to just start wailing on Myrtle is pretty comical. But at the same time, you're like, oh, like as, an, as a kid, I was like, yeah, you show her. Don't don't let Myrtle be mean to you. But as an adult, I was like, oh, Lilo, you can't be doing that. Like yeah. you can't be just <laughs> yeah. beating on kids and biting them. Yeah. yeah, watching it now, I'm like, whose kid is this? Like, right? Oh, she needs bro, some structure and discipline in her life. Watching this movie now, holy shit, did I feel bad for Nani. Nani is Lilo's sister. Oh my God, Nani is 19 years old. Nani is Lilo's only family at this point. I guess, so we're talking about Lilo. Lilo's family is Nani. Her parents have died in a car crash. Now, uh, dead parents. Parents are dead. (laughs) 
I was just about to say this is not new for Disney. It's not like Frozen where they were oh, traveling out to sea and the, the ocean overtook them. No, it was just a car accident. That's that's how mm. normal every this is for being a sci fi movie with aliens. This is really grounded. And I, I love that because that's not that's not Disney as far as like the realism mm. in this movie is not very Disney. You know, it kind of speaks to a, a double standard in Hollywood, like dead parents, troubled kid. That's a girl. And, and we think, oh, she's just a troublemaker that, you know, Lilo. But flip that around. Dead parents, troubled kid, commits assault, and then you get Batman. It's the same origin story. <laughs> That's Batman's origin story. <laughs> yeah. Wow, there's a timeline the out there where Lilo yeah. never meets Stitch and she just becomes Batman, the yeah. Batman of Hawaii. Oh my God, uh, that's funny. No, I totally get what you're saying is Lilo's like a troublemaker, a troubled kid. And I really like this dance scene because she comes in soaking nice. wet. And it's cool because, yes, we are following the introduction of Lilo. But for people that are just listening, I, you can't see I'm trying to, like, imitate the dance. The, it's like, oh, dance. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's a really cool. Yeah. And I don't know why it's so silly, but like we always see people doing hula dances. You never see them practicing mm. or like chore- choreographing. Yeah, and so yeah. I thought that was cool to bring this element into it is, yes, they have a dance teacher. Yes, they start somewhere. They got to learn. They're just kids. Lilo obviously beats the hell out of Myrtle and Myrtle's Myrtle's a brat. Like uh, she doesn't deserve to get bitten, but she is such a brat. And so after dance class, the girls are there's like four girls in her class that all kind of gang up on Lilo and they're going to go play dolls. And this like really broke my heart, Evan. It's classic I, I, when, little kid stuff. It was so sad when Lilo, they were like, you don't have a doll. And Lilo's like, I made this one. And it's like this ugly green doll that really looks like an alien. And it's got too big uh, of a head. And Lilo's like, her head's too big. So I like to pretend that like a worm <laughs> mold in there and laid eggs. And the girls are just so mean to her. Like Lilo's trying. Yes, Lilo mm-hmm did just assault Myrtle earlier, but Lilo is so uh, trying so hard to make friends with them. I really like it's a small, I mean, it's not that small, but it's so after the scene where they go off to play with the dolls, she tosses hers, her homemade <laughs> doll aside, walks away, comes back to it and gives it a hug. She, and it, it, she runs like really, back to it. It's super cute, but it's like, she, it, it really just goes to show she did like, she's, Young. Seven. Six, She's seven. seven. She's seven. Okay. She doesn't have the tools to cope with these types of emotions just yet. The other thing I, I like about this introductory scene is I do really like the character of the dance teacher, even though that's the extent of his screen time. It, he's very gentle with her, I'll say. And, and it's, yes. it gives it gives it the sense of like community, even though it is mm-hmm. Nani on her own raising Lilo. You get this sense of like there are other people that are invested in Lilo's life, which is a nice. Well, the dance teacher clearly knows her very well. You can tell he is like almost at his wits end. He's like, Lilo, I I am trying to help you here. Every possible chance I get, I want to help you. Mm -hmm. But she is not playing ball at all with him. You can just you can sense his care, but you can also sense the frustration and you could tell with the teacher, like you said, he just wants what's best for her as, mm-hmm. as any adult who cares for a child would. It's like the classic saying, like, help me help you. Lilo is not yeah. helping in the situation at all. As a kid, I don't know. I fully appreciated that. But like as an adult, I'm watching yeah. this back and it's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> now I understand why parents yell at children. <laughs> like, it's like it's so bad. I was going to say. I get why parents yell at children when they are being unruly yeah. now. And so she storms off and she was supposed she, to wait you know, for Nani. She was supposed to wait for Nani. They just miss each other. Nani gets to the dance school. Lilo's not there. She starts running back home. A car almost runs her over. She kicks the, the front of the car and kind of yells at it. And then that's our first glimpse of Cobra Bubbles being right. What a name. You think that was like so? Wait, Cobra like Bubbles. That, or that's Game a Rams, joke because they're both great. <laughs> <laughs> I meant Cobra Bubbles. You are right. What a weird name! Like Cobra, like a deadly, scary uh-huh. animal, and then literally Bubbles, like the most childish, playful, the thing most ever. vulnerable and uh, destructible thing. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I think that like upon rewatch, I think that's like how social workers are, especially in these sorts of situations. Child, child protective services is like they need to be firm, but like caring. And so his name for me, like as a kid, I was like, ha ha ha, that's funny. But like as an adult, I was like, oh, I kind of see the 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 theme they're going for with him is like, yes, he is a scary, no nonsense kind of guy. And he's very tall. Mm-hmm. He's very imposing. But he is. He's bubbles at the end of the day. He cares about these kids and the work he's doing. And that's why he does yeah. sometimes some some makes some hard decisions, I'd say. So Lilo beats Nani home and Lilo is every depressed middle schooler like going through something just blaring music and just laying on the ground saying leave me alone and i feel like another it's a pretty pretty popular like meme the the screenshot of her laying on the floor next to the record player i feel like i've seen that yeah thrown around with the caption Twitter. mood yeah another thing and this is probably the first introduction to it is there's like such an importance on elvis presley he has some sort of connection to Hawaii, I believe. I have not figured out what it is, but I think he loved Hawaii or performed there all the time or something. Because I have you ever been to Hawaii? I had been one time for a wedding. Once and, in middle school. And I have a weird memory of like an Elvis impersonator. And so just putting these two memories together, I was like, does Elvis have some sort of connection to Hawaii? I, I don't know what I'm missing here, but so Lilo loves Elvis and she's like blaring Elvis. Well, one, I think, I think there's maybe a story parallel of using Elvis Presley as like the role model for Stitch because he's this bad boy who's like, or Elvis is this bad boy who's oh. universally loved. And maybe that's oh. what they're going for. But from a quick Google finding uh, an NPR thing from 2013, that Elvis Presley made history as the first solo entertainer to hold a live concert broadcast internationally via satellite from Hawaii. So I don't know if that's the specific thing. It has to be. the first thing I, I can dig up on Google. Yeah. Speedy. Well, that is cool. Good to know. But so Nani's trying to break in the house. And this is another one of those moments where like, as an adult, I was like, open the fucking door, Lilo. What are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you not letting Nani in? Yeah. She literally, not only is she not letting Nani in, she, she has nailed, nailed the door <laughs> shut. Like my mom would be livid. If I put one single nail in any one of her doors, like Uh she would be livid with me. (laughs) Lilo has nailed the entire door shut. Yeah. Uh, And then Bubbles. Cobra shows shows up. up. He's a towering figure. He's like a big. Yeah. Buff, bulky man. And so this gets into, I guess, like the problem or like the the, because like I said, a lot of Disney movies are like good versus evil. Mm. And. There is no, I wouldn't say there's an evil person in this. I think it's supposed to be like Gantu, but at the end of the day, it is not like a a classic tale of good versus evil like you see in most Disney movies. The The plot here is if Nani doesn't get her act together, Child Protective Services is going to take Lilo away from her. and Which is fucking huge stakes. You don't really <laughs> think of that... When you're watching this yes. as a fourth grader in 2002. So what I was going to say is like, what the fuck? Yeah, That's it's heavy. like heavy. It's so heavy. It's <laughs> it was like I revisiting it after all these years. I was almost a little uh, taken back, like at how that's the plot of the movie is if Nani doesn't get her shit together. Uh-huh. Lilo is going to be taken away from her. And, the, and it's they're the only family they have. It's yeah. it's. It's hard. I don't know why something like that would not have like, I mean, maybe it did, but I don't recall it. That specific detail, like really sticking out to me about the movie. Why Mm -hmm. those stakes are so high when Airbud, the end of the movie where he has to choose between the clown and the boy. I was like, I understood that. That's I could, I could get that. So I don't know why I didn't make the connect. Of the stakes. You know? <laughs> the dog one makes more sense to you than this one. Yeah, no, I, I, I get what you're saying, though. <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying is like it does not like to me as a child, the 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 stakes are more like, oh, my God, Stitch is going to go to jail. 
instead of like, mm-hmm. oh my God, Lilo is going to get become an orphan. This movie, I don't want to say does it casually, but does it in a way where like us as kids, like, like you said, those stakes don't seem as large. Most times you don't see, like if you have real siblings in foster care, granted Nani mm-hmm. wouldn't be going through the foster care system too, but you, you sometimes you don't see those siblings again. And yeah. I, I don't know. It's crazy. The, the whole orphan aspect of it. I'm glad you were as shocked as I was. Cause like I said, uh-huh. it's not something I forgot about the movie. I just didn't place the importance on it. Like I should have. I think I definitely forgot that. I forgot like what the, the earthly plot of, of the movie was. Um, yeah. I'll have to ask Haley because she had been listening to a podcast about unique situations with child protective services and stuff. And what where... an oddly specific podcast. Yes, but I think <laughs> Granted, we're talking about Lilo and Stitch. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think part of the premise is like how these systems in place that have good intentions might not always result in the best outcomes or oh, 100%. You know, and I feel like. Now, pulling that back to Lilo and Stitch, it's like what you're saying about they're not really being antagonists. They're all trying to serve the greater good, but they have competing interests. That's a great way to put it. Like, that's a heavy topic. You know what I mean? And so they threw this in here and they said, no, you're going to sit here and you're going to watch it. And so (laughs) Nani is very nervous about losing Lilo. Uh, Lilo is just a ball of chaos. And oh, this is something so... I think Lilo and Stitch may have been the creation of the quirky personality type. I think people like, um, oh, oh. <laughs> I request elaboration. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's fair. So I think there were quirky people before this movie. I'm not saying there was not a quirky soul out there. I think sure. this movie like mainstreamed it. There was such an emphasis on like Lilo marching to her own uh, beat. You know what I mean? And yes. Okay. She's uh, asking me for elaboration on a point I made seems unfair. No, I think <laughs> like still like this is such, so back to like the promotion for Lilo and stitch is they take all these uh-huh. classic Disney tales and then they like stitch comes crashing through and messes up the whole scene. That's kind of what Lilo and stitch as a movie is. It's like a celebration of the weird and wacky. Yes. And now that I think about it, one of the points I wanted to make earlier is that one of the things I love about the animation or the, like the style of Lilo and stitch is that all the backdrops look like watercolor, which is a very popular children's book uh, illustration medium. Yes. And so now connecting that with whatever this marketing was around the movie of like tearing down these fairy tale princess stories and giving us a children's book, a very relatable human children's book. I really I like, like this. Man, we it. haven't even got I like this movie a lot. We haven't even gotten to Lilo and Stitch meeting. So Stitch gets run over by an 18 wheeler, oh, which oh I, go ahead, go ahead. You got something? Yes. One important thing I don't want to miss. There's a bit where Lilo after Nani gets back in the house is hiding from her and she goes into the laundry room mm. to hide with a pizza a box, fold, like a folded up pizza box, which is remastered. Not, yep, not the original. How, yeah. Not the original. Cause in the original movie, Lilo was hiding in the drying machine and they changed it so that kids would not emulate that, which at first sounds ridiculous to me, but then after like the whole Tide Pod incident, it's like, okay, yeah, <laughs> makes that. sense. So me and Nikki were watching that, and we both brought that up too. We were like, "That is definitely not what how this originally was." And we looked it up, and you're 100 percent uh, right. And I was like, "Oh, well, they definitely did it so that kids aren't hiding in dryers." And Nikki goes, mm-hmm. "Well, who on earth would do that?" And I had to embarrassingly be like, "Well, I've definitely hidden in a dryer once or twice <laughs> during hide and seek in my life." I was like, "I, I was like, oh I, I don't God. know. I got out. Like, I didn't get stuck. No one yeah. started the dryer." Now that I think about it, like thinking like who would be dumb enough to like do just something they saw in the movie. And then uh, unrelated, but when I watched Elf the first time, he eats mm-hmm. spaghetti with maple syrup. And the first thing I did Shut after up. I got home from watching that movie was eat spaghetti with maple syrup with my friend. That's disgusting. 
<laughs> it wasn't great, but I did it. I am I more proud to say I hid in a dryer than you should be of saying you've eaten spaghetti and, and, and syrup. I, That's I, funny, I can't though. have been the only one to do that, though. So No, no, you're exact, right. You're definitely not. I get what you're doing. You're avoiding probably millions and millions of dollars in lawsuits, and that is smart. No, no, no. They are saving children from hurting <laughs> themselves, Evan. Come on okay, now. Okay, sure. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. Good point. I'm glad you brought that up. So uh, Stitch lands on Earth, and he um, sees a frog like trying to cross the road. And this was like a very classic Frogger reference, in my opinion, of the frog trying mm-hmm. to get. And so Stitch tries to cross the road, and he that. literally gets demolished by an eighteen wheeler. Like gets hit by every Three. single eighteen wheel. Yeah, it was unreal. Like it was like <laughs> it was nuts. It was like holy crap! Nothing. It would survive that, but Stitch Experiment 626, being the indestructible creature of destruction he is, is like fine. I think he faints. Mm-hmm. And, and they take him to the dog pound. I just, I, <laughs> granted, it's a cartoon, but now yeah. it has me questioning how different does a creature have to look for me to be like, that is no dog. Anyways, Nani's idea of getting Lilo some responsibility is mm-hmm. let's go adopt a dog. I actually really like this idea yeah. of Nani. Let's say they don't get stitched. Well, I mean, it all works out, but say they get a dog. It's a, cl- it's a I, great parenting move on her part. I think it's a good parenting move. And I think the distraction part more than anything. Well, oh, and now I just made myself sad. Lilo <laughs> wants a friend more than anything. Oh, Lilo sh- wants a friend. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's going to be an unwavering, loyal friend? It's a dog. Because that's what she says her prayer for. She goes, please bring me a friend that, like, no one can take away from me or something. I was like, so sad. It's so sad because Uh Lilo has lost her parents, which is like a a very formative thing for a child. And we just saw her try so hard to make friends with these girls and they just were having none of it. It really breaks my heart watching Lilo pine for just friendship and companionship because that's like mm-hmm. that's super relatable. But as a seven year old, you you as a seven year old, she doesn't have the wherewithal to be like, hey, your actions are driving these people away. That sounds so mean. I can't believe that just uh-huh. came out of my mouth. But <laughs> Lilo's hard to get along with. We saw this. Like I said, she I is, felt yeah. bad for She's Lilo in the beginning, child. but she. She's a difficult child. I felt bad for her in the beginning, yeah. but she was not without fault at all. Like, uh-huh. you know what I mean? My favorite part of this whole yeah. segment is that while Nani is like trying to f- figure out how to make this work, Stitch is just on the lamb. He's just like doing whatever he can to <laughs> escape the authorities. Literally that scene you're talking about where he peeks his head out and he sees Pleakley and Jumba is literally using Lilo as like a human shield in that moment. He's Jumba like, this is my hostage. not a kid's movie can you imagine like an adult version (laughs) of this movie it would be nuts okay ready for this i want lilo and stitch from nani's perspective (laughs) give us an adult version of this movie because like i said i just a down on her luck single parent like it would be be depressing 24 film yeah (laughs) um no but this time around i felt for nani so much more i literally was like holy crap to do this at 19 is very yeah. hard. And so I commend her. I commend her a lot. Yeah. We missed an important bit from before they go to the shelter when they're still talking about what could potentially happen if they don't get their act together and the potential separation. Wow. And this is where we get for the first time in the movie, Ohana means family. I feel like that has stuck with people from our generation. Like that, I feel like that's a thing yes. people put in their like, like bios away messages and yeah. like, <laughs> like, <laughs> no i 100% agree with what you're saying is i think you could say that line to someone who has never seen this movie and they would still be able to properly be like oh yeah that's from lilo and stitch i think that is honestly like more of the legacy of this movie than anything is that yeah. single line is ohana means family family means no one gets left behind or 
forgotten. Forgotten. I don't know why that little or the 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 end bit because it's like yeah you don't want to leave anyone behind but you you also you don't forget them you don't forget your family. Is this a direct follow up to our Spirited Away episode? <laughs> Evan, I was thinking the same thing. Is all these movies have such an emphasis on family? This is more about a found family. Granted, uh, Lilo and Nani are sisters. But they, they're broken. Mm. They're a broken family. That's a term. That's a real term. They are a broken mm. family who is picking up the pieces. And Stitch finds his way into this chaotic little family here. And while he does not fit in in the sense that, like, he's not a typical dog, he fits in in the sense that he's also part of a broken family. And mm. while Lilo d- uh, does go through, like, an arc of her own, is really, it's through Stitch. Stitch is the one that goes through the highs and highs and the lows and lows. Mm -hmm. And for someone who, you know, doesn't speak much, he has a few lines, you you feel what Stitch is feeling all the time on his facial expressions. You know what he's thinking Mm -hmm. and feeling based, or just his maniacal laughs that he does. So Lilo adopts Stitch, and, well, at that time, he's Experiment 626, and she names him Stitch. Can you... I can't think of another meaning of the word stitch besides like, oh, I need to get stitches because I have like a gaping wound. Yeah, or or like sewing. Oh, okay, and she didn't sew together. that doll together. Well, oh, yeah. shit. Piecing things together and about a broken family. Nuh-uh. Tell wow. me we aren't figuring out <laughs> things here. I just think, but so this gets back to like my quirkiness. Like stitch. Okay. Oh, what a random name. Oh my God, no. This is, this is where... <laughs> Our generation for like 10 years became obsessed with the word random. Do you remember when everyone was like, oh, I'm so random. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's this movie started this. People were like, oh, I'm going to name my dog Stitch. Oh, my God. Can you believe (laughs) how random that is? Oh, man. Yeah. The 2000s and 2010s were. There were some cringy phases of that for sure. <laughs> yeah. If I were to hear just stitch, not like stitches, I would think of this mm-hmm. little blue monster. Maybe I'd yeah. think of like a TikTok stitch. I don't know. But I just thought that it's a unique name. And it's like it, one, it obviously, in the story, Lilo is the one that comes up with it because Lilo is quirky and different and, and, and does those sort of things. She's a quirky girl. <laughs> yeah, she is. Damn, is Lilo just Jess from New Girl, like, years before that ever <laughs> yeah. happened? The origin um, story. Yeah, without Lilo and Stitch, we get no Zoe Deschanel calling that shot right here and now. <laughs> I'm on board. I, I'm on board. I want to know, like, what writer was like, okay, Lilo, very t- a typical Hawaiian girl name. This is good. And then what about, like, Stitch? <laughs> like, what is, who thought of that? I will say, in the pantheon of Disney characters, if Mickey Mouse is the original first mascot, I feel like mm-hmm. Stitch and then Nemo are the next mm. two way merchandisable money in the bank toys, dolls. Yeah, I think Stitch is a really good one. I think, it, it, like, a comparison wise, to me, like, if Mickey Mouse is like the Pikachu, like, a Pikachu's mm-hmm. like the face of the Pokemon franchise. Stitch is the Meowth. He's close to being that top figurehead. Certainly of the of the modern Disney era. Yes. I would say post yeah, yeah, yeah. Princess movie. I, I think you would be very hard pressed to find someone in their late twenties, early thirties that has not seen this movie more than once. I think this was a very, very popular movie for our generation. And like I said, just the Ohana line. Everyone says Ohana. Everyone knows means that. family. Yeah. Everyone knows that line. Yeah. So I, I think part of what makes this so successful and lasting throughout the years is, oh my God, it's like the Shrek. Shrek came in and was like a disruptor. I would not be surprised if this was their response to Shrek. And this was like uh-huh. a step off the beaten path for them. They probably saw Shrek and were like, oh, we can do a family comedy. This is how we break away from doing movie musicals. Yes. Time, so Yeah. No, I think that's a great point. So they get Stitch and Stitch is like a, the abomination he is and i love when she takes him home and she's got a little bed for him and he like doesn't want to sleep in it she has a small throwaway line where i think stitch walks by like a drawing or a painting that she did and she goes no that's from my blue period again supporting your (laughs) 
Lilo is the origin of the the quirky girl generation. They also read, this is the first introduction to the uh, Ugly Duckling book, which mm-hmm. I don't know. I can think of many <laughs> movies or things like that, that like quote a nursery rhyme or like, you don't see yeah. Cinderella talking yeah. about the three little piggies. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I don't know. It, it was kind yeah. of meta to me in a weird way. And it brought it back to like a, a realism point for me is like, I have that book too. And this is obviously a big theme throughout the movie was the ugly duckling and, and Stitch looking for his family. And he, Stitch very much relates to this ugly duckling. I feel like it's a bit of a a, cheat, a smart cheat just to say, oh, we're just using the moral of the story from the ugly duckling. <laughs> That'd be like, <laughs> be like, oh, oh, hey, you know that theme? Plug it in here. But that'd be like yeah. if Lion King just cut in on a scene of Scar reading like Hamlet. So I, you know, I may be jumping around, but so essentially after like a day of chaos with Stitch, Nani takes Lilo and Stitch to her work and she works at like a very tourist centric luau. I think she's a waitress and there's fire yes. dancers and Stitch being just the god awful I mean, if Nani was annoyed with Lilo up until this point, Stitch is just like triple that in annoyance level. Nani's responsibilities mm-hmm. with the dog, she didn't realize like the dog was supposed to be a good distraction for Lilo, yeah. but <laughs> Nani did not realize the the mess that she was getting in by t- adopting Stitch. Stitch essentially gets Nani fired from her job. Now, mm-hmm. normally getting fired from a job is not fun, but is not have the sort of stakes that go along with this movie. Cobra Bubbles shows up and says, I heard you got fired from your job. And you're (laughs) like, "Uh uh-oh, that's another strike against Nani. Yeah. And so the montage that follows all of this, where she's going out, asking interviews, job hunting. I would love to see the A24 film of that from Nani's perspective of like, Lilo is unaware. Lilo ruined every one of those jobs for her. Let's just say it. Lilo Lilo, and Stitch ruined every one of those single jobs for her. She, she went to like five different interviews. Yes. And to her credit, Nani has the patience and the grace to not get mad at Lilo. She takes it in stride and just keeps on trucking on trying to get a job because she loves her little sister Lilo, which, which is beautiful. I really enjoyed when my like younger that. brother was seven, granted, I was 14. I was not 19. When my little brother okay. was seven, if he was being Lilo, I legit would have like hit him and been like, stop. <laughs> like, I, granted, I'm not a parent and I would never advise hitting children, but I'm just being honest. If I was 14 and my brother yeah. was seven, which is our age difference, and he was being a little yeah. shit, I would have fucking hit him. <laughs> Sorry for all the cursing in this episode. Nani has the patience of an angel. And Uh this is where Lilo is trying to reform Stitch. She shows him literally the real life photo of Elvis Presley, which is just so funny Mm -hmm. to me. And they're like learning things. And they literally even try to like put on a show as him being (laughs) an Elvis impersonator. And so the montage is good. It's sad. Like Cobra Bubbles, I think was watching the whole time. And I just feel for Nani because she has so much riding on getting this job. It's it's not just I need a job for for bills or whatever. I need a job so I can sustain myself and my little sister. And so our family doesn't get more broken than it's already is. And Mm -hmm. I it's like there was a part of me that like totally understood of it. And there was part of me that was like uber frustrated. But after the failed job search, we have not touched on Nani's. I don't think he's a boyfriend, but like love interest. And he takes them surfing. He is like a very much like a a shining light in the movie. When things are going all wrong in the movie, like he's able to come in and be like, it's going to be okay, Nani. And (laughs) <laughs> he takes some surfing and part of me was like i understand like a very stressful day you you gotta like unwind uh-huh. you gotta do what you can but then there was part of me that was like cobra's watching you can't just be goofing off like this like, like <laughs> there was part of me that was like not yeah. it was like your boss is watching and you're just taking a break uh-huh. and you don't even realize like how detrimental <laughs> this could be and 
I love this scene, though, of them surfing because it is like a very fun scene and surfing is a big Mm -hmm. part of Hawaii. Like I said, I really feel like we get such a slice of life of Hawaii in this movie and it's very refreshing and it just makes me want to go to Hawaii. And Stitch obviously does not like the surfing at all because if he falls in that water, he's just done. He ain't swimming back up. And I would be remiss if I did not mention that Nikki has claimed the best Disney song mm-hmm. is the one during this surfing montage. It is called Hawaiian Roller Coaster, and it's got a very okay. typical Hawaiian sound to it, almost like is when he's singing over the rainbow. And there's like a choir of children in the background. And I was like enjoying the song, but it wasn't until she pointed out to me just like how beautiful this song was. I like went and I re-listened to it after watching the movie and I've been listening to it on my own, like separate, like for this podcast. Now, oh, if we could play it right now, I, I, I won't be able to hear it because I'm doing this live. But yeah. Evan, if you are editing this later on, and you can somehow <laughs> work this song into it while we're talking or, or just even a break from talking. We need to let the viewers listen to this song. It's really good. It's really beautiful. And it encapsulates just like the the spirit of Hawaii and the fun they're having as as a family. Granted, like I said, Nani's boyfriend, David, is not part of the family. I don't even know he's her boyfriend. They never explicitly say. And I think that's because we are watching this from the perspective of Lilo, who's a kid. And Lilo obviously probably just doesn't know or care or like isn't involved in that. You know what I mean? And Uh damn, not to uh, go back on this guy, but David is a great character. He is like such a a support for Nani. And I don't want to because like I said, it's he's a love interest. But like I can see him being a father figure in this broken family, which I can't imagine most 19 year old boys are interested in doing. But like just Mm -hmm. just his love and dedication is is very felt throughout the whole movie, even though he's not like a huge part of the movie. It's a brief respite. This this moment, yeah. this beautiful yep. moment. Cause then beautiful song. Oh a giant wave washes over them and we see not a shark, but Jumba. He comes and snatches Stitch and it takes them all underwater. And the part that really like broke my heart is that Nani's first reaction is like, Oh my gosh, Stitch dragged Lilo down under, which Technically, he did, but it's like yeah. her immediate reaction. I was frustrated, like, oh, it's too. the dog's fault. But so as a kid, we're probably like, screw you, Nani. Stitch didn't do anything. But this is a totally, totally normal response from Nani. As an adult, yeah. Yeah, the, the horrible sure. new dog you just got, I would assume, did the same thing. And yeah. <laughs> I agree. I, her, her anger at Stitch was misplaced, but... Not uh-huh. unreasonable, in my opinion. It it, it yeah, was a little true. hard to watch, though, because you're like, no, Stitch, Stitch is trying. And he was like so uncomfortable <laughs> while surfing, too. But he did it for love and for family. Yeah, he did. He did it to be part of the group. They <laughs> yes. save Stitch, though. They, they grab him. David grabs him. David is a great swimmer. They look like, I'm not going to lie. They were so deep down there. I was like. I was like, oh, I, th- I guess Stitch is dead. Like, who's trying? Who's, who's, who's going to swim down that far? Luckily, David is a, a champ. Man, maybe he's the MVP of this movie. No, no, stick it with Nani. <laughs> Nani's the MVP. I like this Cobra Bubbles. Ving Rames, our, our favorite guy, comes back and he is not happy with Nani. He's like, I heard you lost your job. I think he gives her like three days to get her shit together. No. And I think they were in the midst of the three days. Yeah, you're right. He, he, he makes the call. He says, we're done here. He says, Lilo's going to come with me tomorrow. I'm going to pick her up. And I think this is also, I don't know exactly the line, but I think this is where we get a, a lot of humanity from him. I think he like takes off his glasses and he's like, look, I don't want to do this to you, but I have to do what's in the best interest of Lilo. And mm-hmm. as an adult, I think that makes a lot more sense. But like, like you said, competing interests. They all want what's best for Lilo, but they have different visions in, uh, of what best is for Lilo. But then, yeah, this gets us into the climax of both of these two. So, as you pointed out, Stitch is on the run from the police. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why. It's really funny when you phrase it like that, because he is. He's he is a wanted criminal, like, just roaming... Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, Jumba and Pleakley, our comedic reliefs who are were sent to get Stitch, are failing. 
So uh-huh. the Galactic Federation sends Jumba. Is that his name? Gantu. No, 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 no. That's the Gantu. Gantu. Thank you. Sorry. Yes, sends Gantu, yes. and he is a lot more scary. He looks like a shark. He's t- he's the biggest alien of them yes. all. I think that these two stories we've been following of Nani potentially losing Lilo and Stitch getting captured, they mirror each other very well. While they are not the exact same thing, it is about mm-hmm. both of these two losing their 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 family, their Ohana. Gantu comes and he gets both of them and he uh. throws them in their spaceship and just takes off. Like, can you imagine being a seven-year-old kid and going from like uh, playing with your dog to getting captured and being taken into space? And Nani witnesses this. Uh-huh. I love that they they take away Pleakley and Jumbo's badge and gun and say, like, you're off the case. And, <laughs> and they the send case. in Gantu. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. No, they weren't getting the results they wanted. I do feel like the president of the Galactic Federation, whatever her name is, I feel like she was extremely unreasonable. I feel like they had not been there that long. <laughs> and this is uh-huh. like a highly weaponized monster that is going to fight us tooth and nail to come home. We need to do this like the right way if you don't want anyone getting hurt. And that's kind of also the funny moment is like Jumbo's like ready to shoot through Lilo essentially to get Stitch. And Pleakley's like, no, 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 none of this. You cannot disrupt the mosquito's food chain like that. So once he realizes he's off the case, his first instinct is like, well, I'm going to hurt anyone I need to to get my creation back. Jumba has like a little bit of a redemption in the third act, though, which I, which I do appreciate. Oh. That. <laughs> I have um, I've been saving it, but you clearly have not watched Lilo and Stitch the series at all, have you? I, I have. I remember very okay. little about okay, it. Okay, so maybe I was going to bring it up at the end. I will bring it up at the okay, end, yeah. but okay, I was like, I, I've been sitting on this. This is like my one big note is I, I need to okay. get into Lilo and Stitch the so series isn't, a little. Isn't, but, but at the end of this movie, at least, isn't Jumbo kind of like... He's on their team. He's part of the Ohana. All right, he, so I wasn't wrong Yes, about him that. and Pleakley. No, no, yeah, they, they redeem themselves yeah. fully, fully, in, and they stay on Earth. They, they're like, we're going to stay here on mm-hmm. Earth. I do feel like we have skipped over the saddest part of the movie. So just before we jump into the climax for the third time, when Stitch <laughs> leaves Nani and Lilo, because Lilo's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be taken away. Like, you can go if you want, Stitch. Like, this, you know, uh, he leaves with the little ugly duckling book. It's mm-hmm. just one page. Uh, the first page is the little ugly duckling saying, I'm lost. And then the second page is him like getting his family. And so Stitch literally yeah. goes into the woods, opens the book to that page and just looks up to the sky and goes, I'm lost. And it's so sad. It's, it's like it's he thinks that's sad. how he's going to get his family. He's like, okay, so this is what I have to do to find my Ohana, to find my family. And, you know, without like a ton of like realization, cause he's not like doing monologues. Stitch realizes, Oh, I was with my family. Silly me. I'm not looking for my family. I was already with them. Lilo and Nani are my family. And so then him and Nani, Pleakley and Jumba are like, gonna save Lilo. Gotta bring her back down to Earth. And that brings us to the climax of the movie. I mean, this is a lot of action. They save her. Like, we don't need to go into plot by plot, but they end up saving him. And, you know, we get to... The lady president, you know, pretty progressive, actually, that the Space Federation has a, a woman president. She comes down to Earth and they are arresting Lilo. No, they're arresting Stitch. I'm sorry. And I love, <laughs> I don't know why, but they, the handcuffs are always dual armed handcuffs. Like to me, these are like mm-hmm. Stitch specific handcuffs. And they handcuff him and. I think this gets back to the beginning of the movie when the the woman president was like, Stitch, if there is any sign of intelligence in there, or she says, experiment 626, if there is any sign of intelligence in there, if there is any sense of you understanding what I am asking of you, please let us know. And he's like, Mm -hmm. this is my family. And like, that is solely what convinces her that he's like, okay to go on his own. The criminal justice system works, folks. For once. 
<laughs> I just, to me, it's like really funny that this woman president was like, no, go down to earth, get them. She's like, you two aren't doing it fast enough. I'm sending in Gantu. Gantu, do it. She gets there and she's like, all right, finally, we're wrapping this up. We're taking him back to space. But then like he shows signs of like compassion, emotion, intelligence. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, well, we're, we're good here then. <laughs> we don't need him. Yeah. And it's <laughs> also revealed that she has a bit of a history with former CIA agent Cobra Bubbles. Because I think I know. Yeah, and he goes, I had voice. more hair back then. <laughs> he was part of the CIA and what's the best part of the whole bit is he is the one that convinced this galactic federation not to destroy earth because mosquitoes were an endangered species brilliant <laughs> just brilliant. brilliant just brilliant love bubbles <laughs> and he, so yeah essentially the federation shows up to take stitch away from the family Bubble shows up to take Lilo away from the family. And just mm-hmm. by the power of love and Ohana, these two evil forces have decided, you know what? We'll let you guys stay together. <laughs> that pretty much wraps it up. We get like a closing scene. Jumba and Plinkley decide they're going to stay on Earth with Stitch and the family. Yes. And David is part of this family. Like I said, they get a, they get a, their own little... They pick up the pieces of these broken families and it's like a mosaic. It's not like, you know, you put these pieces together and it becomes something beautiful. It wraps up nicely. I think now would be the time to get into Lilo and Stitch. Any any closing thoughts on the movie itself? Just as a whole, the movie for me, I think it is a change for Disney for the better. Like I said, it was a break from Mm. the traditional to show us something different and unique. And I, I appreciated it a lot. I thought it was very well done. I got a nice slice of life from it. You get some sci-fi from it and you just get, it really pulls on your heartstrings at times. Uh, and watching it all these years later, it, it held up in my opinion. I got emotional. I was, I was right along every beat of the movie. I love the focus on family because it's it, it's a broken family. It's not a traditional family. Mm-hmm. Granted, like you said, dead parents is nothing new in, in Disney, but just the realism of this one. They die in a car crash and like Lilo's going to get taken by Child Protective Services. That is like if you yeah. were to really boil this. So ready for this. If you were to boil down the plot of this movie and say, all right, there is a space alien convict that is on the run and meets up mm-hmm. with a 19 year old who is struggling to take care of her baby sister and child protective services is going to take her away. You'd be like, Oh, what sort of uh, like gritty drama is this? And you'd be like, it's Lilo and stitch. (laughs) And like the plot, if you like were to distill it down just to plot points, it does not sound like a family friendly cartoon. So here's, here's where I land. I think, yeah, it's a very nostalgic journey. I love the animation style that is reminiscent of a children's book. I love the island vibes, the music, the portrayal of an imperfect, flawed family that we get. It's that's mm-hmm. not a Disney fairy tale. They broke, they successfully yes. broke away from the mold. This movie is a milestone and it is pivotal for people around our age. I for agree. me, going back to it, it is definitely a nostalgic visit. I can see where this is a great family movie. But for me as a viewer, I don't think it transcends family movie where just for my own personal taste, I don't know that I would just go back and revisit this. You no, know I, I mean? understand what you're saying is you wouldn't revisit it on your own if we weren't mm-hmm. podcasting about it, probably. Still a great movie, but, you know, just as a casual viewer, it's like this is very much playing to an audience of kids and their parents. Yeah. And I don't fit into either of those demographics right now. So. Yeah. I, I I love revisiting it. It's such a fun movie. It brought back a flood of emotions and childhood mm-hmm. memories. Um, yeah. Definitely a Disney milestone for sure. Yeah, and I would agree. S- successful enough to warrant several direct-to-video or television sequels and a TV series, which, oh which we wanted God. to talk about. Evan, this TV series. <laughs> so he is Experiment 626. Which uh-huh. it's so funny because they address that many times in the movie, but it's like the series then asks the question, what were experiments one through 625? 
what what did those mm-hmm. look like? And yeah. it's so cool. You get so many different versions of these little monsters. And yeah, what's great about the series? Really is liking that, it. Oh, I was obsessed with it. I would. I literally have seen every episode. <laughs> I I actually wonder if, as a kid, I think I probably liked the series more than the movie. The series brought that element of like of like a a monstrosity monster with like some sort of crazy cool power and then it was Lilo and Stitch having to yeah it was a monster of the week and then Lilo and Stitch have to bring it back down and they would always name it because they were just it it was it was like the experiment would always go by its name until Lilo Lilo was the one to give it a proper name and then they would find a place for it they would find like somewhere it would help society or help like like uh, the old lady who was watering her 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 fruit that she sells I'm pretty sure they Uh get get a water one to help her and like that's that's like an employee of hers like moving forward it's like really well done it's very good it's unique while still remaining faithful to the original and the one thing i want to address is obviously as the experiments get uh, go on they get stronger and stronger because 626 is the the pinnacle of these of of the experiments experiment 625 one before stitch has Mm -hmm. all the same powers and abilities as stitch but he's just a lazy ass he doesn't want to do anything but eat. And I don't know why. Wait, is he the Would yellow? Is he the yellow one? Hell yeah, he's the yellow one. <laughs> and he's with Gantu. So he's technically like on uh-huh. the villain side of it. But okay. oh my God, it's so funny because Gantu's like, I've got my own creation equal to 626. But like 625's like, just going to make a sandwich and chill over here. <laughs> and it literally, it's so funny to me. I don't know why. Because imagine how mad Jumbo was when he's like, finally, I've done it. I've created the perfect being. And the kid thing's like, mm, <laughs> I'm just going to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this brings me to the other one last thing I wanted to touch upon. I think the other most enduring after Ohana means family, the other most enduring part of Lilo and Stitch's legacy is the game based off of Lilo and Stitch, the series. Yep. Sandwich stacking. The sandwich stack. <laughs> I knew exactly. Honestly, what a revolutionary game. Did you? It, I think it like influenced game. iPhone games. That's yeah. the 625. That's experiment 625. And what's really cute is I, I don't I can't think of what his name is because he's on the evil side for so long. Lilo doesn't name him till like the end where she's like, Oh, you know what? I never mm-hmm. gave you a name either. And I was like, Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> like Lilo's caring even about her mortal enemies. Like, Oh, essentially Wait, this is, this is really yeah, adorable. Experiment six, two fives given name from Lilo is Ruben spelled like the sandwich. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> So I guess my point of why I wanted to bring up the series at all is this movie like had such a hook on me that I watched X number of episodes of, of this show, like weekly as a kid, like where I was like obsessed Mm -hmm. with it. And so it's not something I could sit here and be like, Oh my God, you have to go watch this show. But if you were like me and you have the memory of not only the movie, yeah, but the show is just really good. And if you have like a sci-fi need, you should just take like a gander through all of the different experiments they cover on the show because you'll Mm -hmm. be like, Oh, that's, that's a pretty cool one. And I think it was appropriate because it was very true to the original movie theme story and whatnot but still unique enough that it warranted a new episode every week. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. This was, this was fun. I, I get what you're saying about not being in the age range where you're just going to rewatch this on your own. But I, I definitely enjoyed rewatching this. And I, I think you're right. I don't, I can't think of the last time I did watch this movie, which tells me uh-huh. I probably wasn't going to revisit it unless we covered it. Yeah, no, definitely worth rewatching, especially mm-hmm. Because I feel like watching it as an adult, you're going to relate to Nani so much more. Which is new. Yeah. Which is new. And you pick up on all these things, like these subtleties that you probably didn't understand when you were 10. So having that just perspective on life that you have getting older, I think 
it, it is worth rewatching, and it yeah. is just a fun nostalgic trip. Down it's fun. Lane. It was a lot of fun yes. for as it emotional as you fun. get. It's a lot of fun. Do uh, you have any other closing thoughts? We really, we, we, we did this good. We even covered the series. God, Ruben needs his own movie. Lilo and Ruben. <laughs> I wonder if Sandwich Stackers is still available to play online. I'm going to have to look that up. Uh, if it is, catch me doing only that this weekend. Yeah. I appreciate it if you've made it this far into the podcast too. We talked a while about this. So if you have listened Let us know any thoughts you had. Uh, We want to know. We love when people reach out to us with their thoughts on all things cartoons. Let us know. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review. Shoot us a recommendation. You know, what are you watching? We'd love to hear. If you leave us a a review wherever you listen to podcasts, we will consider you part of our Ohana. That's very nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's cute, right? That'll do it for this episode. My name's Evan. And I'm Alex. Thank you, everyone. And goodbye. So do us what starts on